All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and host, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk Podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in 20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Hey, what's up, everyone? Chris from Fourth Shift Fitness and the Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast. What's up? We're a day late. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for coming and checking out the show on a Thursday. I know it's not that huge of a difference. Probably didn't adjust any plans in your life, but uh, I got to tell you, I've been thinking about moving the date to Thursday for at least a year now. Um, I know we don't operate necessarily on a Monday through Friday schedule in the fire service, but uh, Katie and the kids sure do. And so having an extra day during the week to uh, figure out and record and edit and post this thing um, was kind of nice. It was kind of nice. So I've been thinking about moving to Thursday for a while. I'm not ready to pull the trigger on it yet, but if you like it or if you don't mind it, let me know. Um, You could definitely see that in the future. Now, the reason it happened to be released a day late was because I went to this AFFI health and safety conference down in Normal, Illinois. And that is, uh, if you listen to any of the Joe Galley episodes, probably the first one we talked about it, he was establishing the resiliency committee with the AFFI. That's our state re- state-led union. Um, so the big one for firefighters, IAFF, that's the country or the nationwide one. And then each state has their own. Here in Illinois, it's the AFFI. And Joe Galley formed the resiliency committee for the AFFI, and this is one of their products. This is one of their tangible things they're doing is this health and safety conference. Um, and I got to tell you, he gave a rundown of just in the couple months that that uh, resiliency committee has been around, what they were able to do and what they're planning on doing, and it is massive. So if you're in Illinois and you're a firefighter and you're interested in any of that, uh, just be on the lookout or talk to your uh, union president because they undoubtedly have information about it, and there's a ton going on in terms of physical health, mental health, um, a ton of stuff about the overall safety and wellness of firefighters. I mean, it's a it's a pretty involved committee that Joe did. It's got 16 members on it. It's massive. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Fun little story. Let me get back to my notes here. Uh, fun little story. This conference was held in Normal, Illinois. In Normal, Illinois, you may not have heard about it, it's more or less central Illinois. It's about two and a half hours away from where I live and work now, and about two and a half hours from where I lived and worked 16 or so years ago when I was number one on their list. Now, I tested everywhere. Tested a lot of, I shouldn't say, uh, took a lot of different tests. Took a bunch of tests. Um, took about a year and a half, I think, for me to start getting like in the top five, top three, top one or two. Um, normal was one of the first ones I got number one on. Live far away from there. And I wasn't sure I wanted to work there forever. And so my dad said, why don't you go down there for a day or two? We'll pay for a hotel room. Um, stay overnight, meet the, go to the stations, check out the town, see if it's a place you want to be. So I did. Normal Illinois is a college town. We have a state school there. Um, 
and I took full advantage of it that night. I did everything you'd expect a stupid 22-year-old to do in a college town until way too early in the morning, and then I went to breakfast at the firehouse the next morning, and they could immediately tell uh, this might not be a good fit for me. Not that they all hadn't done it uh, in the past too, but rough entrance into the normal fire department. So um, long story short, and many headaches later, decided not to take the job. Now, side note, I will... I typically will not fault anyone for taking a job in a place they're not sure they want to work at because um, I just don't think passing on a fire job is a good idea. And I think one of the main reasons is like, even if it wasn't very high on your list or like your desirables or um, you just took it more or less just to take it, you may end up loving it. Like one of the places that I got hired at and left almost maybe not leave. I mean, it was an awesome atmosphere. The, uh, the people that worked there were fantastic. Um, wasn't really the department size or structure I was looking for. So that ultimately kind of made my decision a little bit easier to leave and go to where I work now. But, um, until I got hired there, I was like, ah, not, not too interested. Then I worked there for a couple months and I was like, this place is awesome. So don't count anything out. Um, there are people that'll tell you, you shouldn't go somewhere and leave. You don't, you know, don't take the job unless you know you want to be there, but how are you supposed to know? Like, how are you supposed to know how you want to, where you want to live for the next 30 years? Um, when you're testing in several different places, you know, anyways, there's another piece of advice I have to give to people that are testing. Um, and this can be a longer episode eventually, but my number one piece of advice for someone who's testing for a full-time fire department job is number one, this above all else, find out where in the country you want to live. And I'm not talking like what city specifically or what, but like what state, what climate, what region, what time zone, figure out where you want to live first. And that might mean you don't, take tests for a couple of years. So you're like 24, 25 because you've been traveling around and figuring that out, but do yourself a favor, figure that out first, figure out where you want to live and then see if there's a fire job there for you. And then you have to decide if there's no fire job there for you is where you want to live more important than what you want to do. That's your decision. But I'm just telling you, figure out where you want to live first and then go from there. Anyways, flash forward 16 years. And now the first time I've been back to normal is after my, my, rough bender of an introduction to that place. Now I'm going back for a wellness and health conference. So <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, if nothing else, a lesson in the fact that we can all change a little bit and grow up. Well, to an extent, but uh, funny little half circle, I wouldn't call it a full circle, but maybe just a revisiting of a notable point in my life um, for a completely different purpose. So the conference, first of all, what I'll say about this AFFI um, conference, the wellness I keep getting the name stupid. First thing I'll say about this AFFI Health and Safety Conference, it felt different than any other conference I had been to in the most positive way. So I've been to a lot of health and fitness conferences, um, not many fire department ones, but many, many fitness ones. Um, when you go to a fitness conference, you get people from obviously all walks of life and all different fields of fitness. And so there's just a widespread of personalities and personality types and people there. This one was cool because of a few reasons. Um, we're all firefighters. And so that's automatically more or less comforting, uncomfortable in a lot of ways, but very comfortable in a lot of ways because of the 130 people that were there, you could look around and you pretty much knew everyone's personality. Like everyone you saw there, you had a version of them at the fire department you work for. So that was cool. Um, there's a familiarity, there's an understanding, like you don't have to go in great detail about what you do. You can basically just say where you work and people have an idea of what you do. Um, so it's pretty cool. It set the tone for a very comfortable and constructive couple of days. The other 
thing that was that was really awesome with this one is, and I've said it on here before. You know, I really love caring about people who care. Um, and the you know the more crude phrase I use is that I love to give a shit about people who give a shit. Everybody at that conference um, was someone who cared. Like they were there for a purpose. They wanted to learn more. They wanted to bring something back to the department. They wanted to drive change. And the best part was there was nobody there, at least obviously anyways, who was just there to ask to make problems. Everyone was there was interested in finding solutions to problems and then bringing them back to their department and making things better or just seeing what other people are doing so they could solve a problem in the future. Um, so just a great atmosphere. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Now, the speaker lineup was incredible. Um, aside from the fact that I wasn't in it, wasn't in it. Now that's my fault. I didn't apply. I'm just saying it's a funny joke. The speaker lineup is um, incredible. Just to give you the scope, I'm just going to run down just kind of a loose itinerary of what we got for the days, but just to give you the scope of how we kicked this thing off, the first presentation was a battalion chief from the Highland Park Fire Department. Now that may not mean anything right away. I certainly had to pay attention to it to make the connection. Highland Park is the place that had the mass shooting on 4th of July of last year. Um, So now we get a battalion chief that was uh, from that department who gave us uh, essentially a firsthand account of how they responded, the steps they took to mitigate, their after-action stuff, and kind of how they're still dealing with it today. It was incredible. So thanks, Jeff. Um, Thank you. I'm sorry we couldn't talk more out there. I want to talk to you more. I'd love to have you on here. So if you're interested in that, let me know. But that's how we kicked it off. That was day one, presentation one, Highland Park. Uh, Absolutely incredible. Now, listen, I'm not glorifying it, but from a purely tactical and occupational standpoint, that is such a incredibly valuable resource to be able to get a be a part of and and interact with and learn from um i can't overstate enough so thank you again jeff for doing that after that we had one of the premier law firms in on pfas litigation i mean these guys were just out of this world awesome um we had several groups come in talk about firefighter cancer screenings and availability and cancer support networks and resources Uh, we had a wrap-up by joe galley at the end Uh, of what they're doing with the AFFI Resiliency Committee. And let me tell you, like I kind of said before, it's expansive. It's incredible. And if you're an Illinois firefighter and you have any questions about anything, health, wellness, fitness, mental health especially, uh, treatment um, related, there's resources either there or on the way. And the resources they're going to have are incredible. So here's here's the cool part about day one ending. Um, I did something I dip, typically don't do when I'm on vacation or when I'm at a conference, and I went and worked out uh, because I don't know if it was just an atmospheric difference in the overall thing. We would talk about health and wellness all day, and it was it was um, you know it was exciting. It was like an, an energetic kind of thing. Um, I don't know if it was because I didn't have Katie and the kids, and I felt like okay, I can just do one real quick for like 30 minutes uninterrupted. Worked out. Now that wasn't the most surprising part. The most surprising part was how empty the bar was at the end of the night. I mean, me and my brother went down and had a beer at like nine after we got back from dinner. And there was maybe 10 people at the bar out of, you know, 130, 140 that were at this thing. We went, we left the bar at like 10 to go to bed and there was even less people there. I mean, that is so different than conferences we've been to. And, uh, you know, you might be listening to be like, well, that sounds like a bummer, right? 
but it really wasn't. It was just kind of the way this thing went. Now, contributing to that was that we knew that the next morning we had activities to do, which was super cool. Like, uh, if you're familiar with conferences, fire department or not, it's usually go to the conference, sit around, get a sore ass from sitting all day. You get back pain, you go to dinner, drink too much, stay out too late, show up the next morning for eight more hours of sitting around, but now you have a headache too. This could not have been more different. And I'm so thankful for that because of the tone these guys set with this committee and with the itinerary thing. 7 a.m., you had the choice. You had the choice to do nothing. Always a choice, right? If you want to participate at 7 a.m., you could go on a three-mile run. You could do like a 40-ish minute stretching mobility session. Or you could go to a mental wellness uh, talk uh, activity. So you had those things to do. You had a reason not to get off your face drunk at night, which was awesome. You also had a reason to get up and feel good in the morning, which was awesome. Then at 8 o'clock, we had breakfast, and we kick right into day two. Two heavy hitters started off, Megan Louts and Annette Zapp, talking about healthy-ish meals for shift work and also sleep and how important it is. We had the 100 Club of Illinois come in. Let me tell you, if you're an Illinois firefighter or even a police officer, the 100 Club of Illinois is an incredibly robust resource. I mean... I turned to the guys at the table. I was like, has this been around and we just didn't know about it? Or what is the deal with this? Because they have so much going on. They have such a wide array of offerings for support for fire departments and police departments. If you're interested, look those guys up. Um, We had some EMS updates. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Some guy talked about the CPAT and the hiring climate and some legal issues. We had an attorney come in from the AFFI or was hired by the AFFI and talk about some um, current legal issues. I have some takeaways for you guys, okay? And how far are we? 13 minutes in. Got some takeaways. These aren't just Illinois things. Okay, this is kind of some, 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 oh, geez. These are kind of some things that uh, came to me over the course of the week and also some some Illinois things. First thing is CESA. Okay, if you don't know what that is and you're an Illinois firefighter, talk to someone. The CESA bill, 988, those are things you need to know about them. Um, The good news is that Nothing should have changed so far. So your union president has resources. They've got information. And by now, the CESA bill has been dissected and examined enough where it's very clear what should and should not be happening with CESA. If you're unclear about that or you're not sure in any way, reach out to your union president. They have information. Thing number two, maybe the most important thing. The Paid Leave for All Workers Act is starting January 1st, 2024. That is going to be... Uh, for some departments, a massive change. If you don't know what that is, talk to your union president. They also have a large body of resources for that, or they can get them uh, from the AFFI if you're in Illinois. Uh, But that is going to change some things for departments, and you need to be aware of it. And also, uh, if you're in any kind of e-board or union leadership position, be ready for it. Third thing is, and this was kind of a touchy issue at the conference, so I'm going to be touchy with it and kind of delicate with the way I say it. Um, And this is the first time I'm trying to figure it out, so bear with me. If you have an HMO, and if you're at the conference and you you, uh, know where I'm going with this, I'm going to be careful, so stop wincing. If you have an HMO and not a PPO, um, there are certain steps you have to take. Let's say you, you have a bad shoulder, right? And you have an HMO, so you have to go to your primary first and get referred to a specialist outside of that. You can't just go to the specialist with your HMO. There's a clear path for that with a hurt shoulder. It's not easy. It may have a bunch of hurdles and 
and uh, more steps in it than if you had a PPO, but there's a path for it. That path is not as well forged for mental health. So you may, you may approach facilities or programs or institutions that you would assume that because you're a firefighter and you have insurance, it would be no problem. However, if you have an HMO, it can be a major problem. That's something that you need to talk with with your union leadership um, and understand the limitations of the HMO insurance. I don't want to go too much farther into it uh, because I don't feel comfortable speaking on it. It was a, it was hit in depth. I'll admit it was hit in depth at the conference, but I don't know the real delicate in and out of it. And I don't want to speak too much out of school. Just know that if you have an HMO, there are some limitations when it comes to mental health uh, coverage and assistance, and you should be aware of those things. Okay. That's something I'm going to have someone else uh, more authoritative to speak on later and give an official statement on that thing. I have a feeling last thing. And this is, this is fire service wide. It definitely pertains to Illinois because I got firsthand experience with the AFFI and it was awesome. Um, if you're stuck in your department, okay, or in the fire service in general, if you feel like you're at a dead end, you're a little bit burnt, you're just sour on your department, this isn't what you thought it'd be, this job sucks, I don't like where I work, you know the kind of stuff, right? So just know that there are groups out there that aren't that may make you feel better about the fire service. How about that? There's groups out there that aren't in your position and they may make you feel better about the fire service in general. And that's what I got with the AFFI. Now I like where I work. Um, I have a good time going there, but I readily recognize the, the positive and constructive and the awesome atmosphere that was at this conference. Okay. There are people working on things tirelessly that's like their sole purpose is to work on these things and you don't even know you're supposed to care about them. And so it gives you this just sense of comfort, the sense of um, security, um, confidence, you know, and makes you really feel good of like, okay, maybe my position isn't the greatest right now, but there's definitely people out there just killing it, just doing a great job and maybe I need to get more involved with them. All right, 20 minutes. I feel like I didn't say much, but <laughs> I don't know what that this episode was, I think it was just a lot of, a lot of feeling grateful. I think it was a really cool two days. Um, I'm so excited for my friends. You know, I'm so excited for Joe Galley, Annette, uh, Andy Scott, the guy, the people on these, on this committee, um, just pumped to meet Megan. I'm just excited. It was a really cool experience. Uh, awesome to see Jeff speak. Uh, um, oh man, something's coming back to me. I didn't, I, I plan on talking about it. I don't know why I just skipped over it here in the episode. Um, I guess it's, I, I don't have anything written down for it. I'm going to try to explain it. One of the presentations, I was just thinking back on presentations. One of the presentations we had was, um, from a woman who is a widow and she's got two kids because her husband committed suicide a few years ago and he was a, a firefighter. The lesson that came out of that, you know, is a somber one, uh, incredibly, incredibly heavy one. It, for us still working, it's one that made all the taglines and made all the uh, textbook stuff come to life in the worst way. All the times you hear like the people that need the the help the most aren't the ones that are going to reach out for it. Um, The people struggling the most are going to be the hardest to convince to take it. Um... 
you know, it, it highlighted how easy it is to justify and explain away behavioral changes in people. And then when you look at them, look at them out of context in uh, in isolation, they're they're screaming red flags. But when they're in the context of the person and the environment, they're easy to to brush off or explain away. It was incredibly difficult to hear because it made it extremely personal. What we what we hope to get out of that is that it's gonna it might take more than just um, suggesting that someone gets help, or it might take more than recognizing it and hoping. Like hope is not a strategy when it comes to this stuff. It might take some pretty aggressive intervention and some pretty aggressive confrontation, but it's also worth it. And there's no shortage of resources. If there's one thing I learned this weekend is there was resources available for Illinois firefighters and no doubt nationwide, just international firefighters. There's resources available that I was not aware of. And they are major, major institutions. They're extremely robust and established um, avenues. They are literally waiting. They're literally waiting for people to, to take advantage of them. They have the They have all the resources, all the money, all the availability and all the tools to take care of us. And they're literally waiting for us to drag someone in there and to take care of it. If you need any of those resources, you can absolutely reach out to me. Okay. Social media, force shift fitness, um, email me for at gmail.com. Call me. My number's on the, uh, on the website, whatever you gotta do. Uh, if you think someone's going on a bad path and you don't want to, and they're not going to do it, you got to get, you got to get involved. And I'm sorry to overstep, make you feel like that's your burden or your obligation, but it is. So I'm sorry if I'm putting that on you and you think it's unfair, but you got to get involved. You got to get someone involved if it's not going to be you. Don't sit back and let this stuff happen and watch. I don't want to, I don't want to tell the story that she told. Maybe I'll reach out to her and see if she's willing to tell it on here. But uh, I, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss of constructive words for it. So that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, get involved. All right. Get involved one way or the other. Get involved with whatever you think you can positively impact. Do something to make this whole thing better. Okay. Know that you're not alone in that. That was, that's what I'm driving at, right? There's people out there actively trying to make things better in every single realm of the fire service. Find them. Find them, reach out to them, get involved, and uh, let's make it better, okay? And we're doing it. We're making it better. I'm pumped. I'm, over, I'm overall extremely excited um, at what's going on and what's on the horizon. And if you're an Illinois firefighter, you're in good hands. But get involved. All right, that's it. I got to cut this one off. I'm rambling too much. Uh, thanks for letting me go on that little tangent at the end. Uh, I have a lot of people to reach out to after this week, after these last two days of hearing people speak and, and getting some names. I have a lot of people to reach out to. So I hope you guys are ready, hopefully for some uh, pretty incredible and uh, meaningful interviews. All right, let's all keep working towards being more capable and durable. Go to the affiliate links in the show notes, get yourself some alcohol free beer from athletic brewing or some CBD from rescue one CBD. Um, that would be awesome. Talk to you guys soon. And uh, happy Thursday. Happy. We'll see if these keep happening on Thursdays. All right. See ya.